is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you there's still a lot of series left. Welcome in. We are live here on this Friday final road show of the week, final show of the week, as we get you guys set for the weekend. Appreciate you guys starting your day with A to Z and Locked On Sports Atlanta. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. We have some uh, NFL news to get to, an interesting stat about the Falcons that I'm very curious to see how it determines the outcome of their season. So we've got that stuff to do, of course, Major League Baseball news all around, but let's start with the Atlanta Braves and their huge series with the New York Mets last night. Did not go as planned. It did not go as planned for Kyle Wright. Uh, It did not go as planned for the Braves in general. They fought hard, but ultimately they come up short in a game that they lose 5-3. And and Kyle Wright gives up four home runs in this game, uh, and that led to four of the five runs that the Mets scored. And obviously it was not a night that Kyle Wright was pleased with. Uh, you do get a little bit of uh, you get a little bit of, of reprieve for Ronald Acuna, who finally hit a home run. It was an 18 game scoreless drought, and finally hits a home run last night. It was a two run shot, and that uh, that ultimately brought the Braves to within two. But that was the closest that they would get, uh, just simply because uh, the Mets pitching, or at least. Uh, Carrasco was very good uh, in the opening part of the game. Their bullpen, Edwin Diaz, gets out there for two innings last night and ends up shutting the door uh, and and cer- certainly makes you, uh, you know, realize how good the Mets are. You know, and I was texting with a friend last night um, and joking around, you know, I've been going back and forth and back and forth um, with, you know, Spencer Strider versus Charlie Morton in the postseason rotation, sort of already not penciling in, but putting in pen that Max Fried and Kyle Wright would start. And I was joking around last night and I said to my buddy, I said, maybe Kyle Wright should be out of the postseason rotation. Ha ah, ha just joking around. But, you know, he said to me, he goes, man, like the Mets are so patient up there. You know, they, they are so good at hitting and, and, and you know, they, they, they take so many pitches and it drives them nuts. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's a, the Mets don't hit the ball out of the ballpark a lot, uh, comparatively speaking to other teams. But what they do is... They're professional hitters from top to bottom, one through nine in that lineup. Even the State Puff Marshmallow guy is pretty good at that. Yeah, Vogelbach, uh, he looks uncomfortable in that uniform, by the way. Anyway, I digress. Um, you know, he, 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 this is a lineup that is going to work you as a pitcher, right? It's going to work you uh, for every pitch you throw on the mound. You're not going to get any freebies from them. They don't make a ton of mistakes. They don't, uh, you know, swing a lot of bad pitches, and they force you to, to uh, you know, come to them, so to speak, as they say, you know, in, in the baseball world. you got, you got to come to them. you got, you got to put them in position. So it uh, was not a good good night for the Braves, but still um, it was a night that, you know, they showed a lot of fight, and I think that's important. Um, and what's more important than that is what we're going to see tonight. I'll tell you that in a minute. But first, uh, a word from our friends at betonline.net. Your fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find your favorite sports, 
and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, obviously Major League Baseball going on. Uh, we had a football game last night in the NFL. We'll get to that. Uh, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports betting needs. From live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, they've got you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, before we get to the more important thing, I do want to add this because Dave O'Brien wrote this in The Athletic. Uh, and it's one of these headlines that makes me just sort of roll my eyes a little bit, but uh, it's also fair. And it's Ronald Acuna Jr. saying that his, his, his knee, his surgically repaired knee after his ACL tear, doesn't feel the same, doesn't always feel the same. You know, through an interpreter, he said, hey, some days it feels okay and I have confidence in it. Some days I don't feel like I have confidence. It's not the same. But like I said, it's all part of the process. We keep moving forward. So he snaps his 18-game homerless drought, uh, and hopefully he could start to get going. Because honestly, again, if Acuna gets going, this team reaches a different level on several accounts. It's just where they are. I mean, it's just who they are. It's who they are as a team, and it's, it's really, you know, what makes them different than other teams, um, because I think that is something that uh, when he is going at the top of the order, everybody else seems to benefit. Now, the more important thing for the Atlanta Braves is about what we see tonight from Ian Anderson. You know, there's an old saying in baseball that momentum is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. Uh, and even during the Braves' 14-game win streak, that put them back in contention this year, right? Uh, Ian Anderson wasn't spectacular. But, you know, he had a good start last time out. He was very, very effective. He goes six innings, gives up just one hit and strikes out nine. But when you go back through that 14-game win streak that started on June 1st, so it was the beginning of the year, you know, June 2nd, he gives up 10 hits and five runs uh, in six innings. And then he gives up two hit, two runs, six hits, and six innings against Oakland, which is a bad offensive team. And then he gives up six hits, four runs, and four innings to the Nationals. Those were his three starts. Uh, and, and, and the run support he got in those games was 13, 13, and 9. That's – momentum is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher, Okay. Unfortunately, Ian Anderson, I, I feel like, has is, is, is pitched himself out of the postseason rotation. It's solely why Jake Odorizzi is here, right? Um, you know, the guy had a 6.91 ERA in June, and the team had won, 14, won the first 14 games of the month. <laughs> I mean, that's that's tough. You know, it, it's tough to be that bad. Um, and again, he's got a 4.01 ERA in July. These are not really amenable numbers at all. Uh, in July, from an ERA standpoint, technically was his best month. He was 466 in uh, in April, 413 in May. We just told you June, not July. So uh, if the Braves don't want to start out this series, losing the first two and then having to win three in a row just to gain a game in the standings, which, again, is a sign of a good team, right? Like, that's not anything that you should be all that um, 
all that upset about if you're a Braves fan. But, you know, the standpoint of you had two pitchers on the mound um, that you won with, well, at least one you won with in the playoffs last year, one you won with all this year, need, need to get something better for me and Anderson tonight. So we'll wait and see how it goes. I don't have a ton of confidence. I'll be perfectly honest. I just genuinely don't. I think Ian Anderson for me is, uh, at least in 2022, is doghouse. Uh, not a guy I want to give the ball to. But, again, you know, this is a uh, this is a team right now that needs Ian Anderson more than anything. Uh, and let's see if he shows up. All right, coming up next, uh, the NFL makes a move. Um in the Deshaun Watson case, but we don't have a timeline yet. Plus, the Atlanta Falcons and a stat that I think could be very telling for them coming up this year. That's next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Again, on Twitter at Locked On ATO. I'm at Mark Zino, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Uh, wanted to get back to the Braves uh, and some analysis of the trade deadline coming up, which is very favorable, uh, or at least analysis of the organization and, and Alex Anthopoulos, uh, which is very favorable. So we'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. But um, the NFL has decided on their uh, independent arbiter for the Deshaun Watson case. Uh, Roger Goodell has picked former New Jersey General Gen- New, New Jersey Attorney General Peter Harvey uh, to hear the suspension. Now, uh, you don't know who Peter Harvey is, and I didn't until I read it. He served as Goodell's designee in other arbitrations in 2017. He was one of the four members uh, of an expert panel who reviewed the league's domestic violence in- investigation into Ezekiel Elliott. He was suspended six games. Remember, Elliott was the one who pulled down the top of the woman, exposing her bare chest. Um they say that there is no timeline for the appeal, um, but it's to be done on an expedited basis. But Harvey also has deep, deep expertise in criminal law, including domestic violence and sexual assault, and has advised the NFL and other professional leagues on the development of implementation of workplace policies, including the NFL's personal conduct policy. So uh, this guy is somebody who's obviously worked very closely with Goodell and somebody who clearly... Um, you know, absolutely will have an impact on the Deshaun Watson ruling. But how quickly this comes, I think, is going to be interesting just simply because uh, there's no timetable for it. And I, I look, I assume they'll get this done before the regular season. But also remember, the NFLPA has uh, the option probably to sue the NFL in federal court. And like we said yesterday, you know, if the NFLPA goes down that road, the sort of injunctiveness, if that's a word of this whole thing, leaves Deshaun Watson on the field. So whatever is decided, and, and, and the NFLPA will likely wait for a, uh, a ruling or a final ruling and then go to court. Um, because again, he may find that it's only six games and that's it. Um, and, and there's no reason for them to sue. Uh, I don't think he would make it less games, but you know, this is a, an area where Goodell uh, clearly is has some influence, I would think. Uh, if he doesn't, well, it's going to seem like he does because it's Roger Goodell. So we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, and, and once we get the ruling, obviously, we can go forward. I don't know what expedited means. I don't know how long that's going to take, but we'll figure it out as we go along. All right. Uh, there is a stat that I'm very curious to watch with the Atlanta Falcons this year because 
Um, if you guys, you know, do any sort of analysis on scoring drives in the NFL and things that happen, do you realize there is there is, the one thing that affects teams the most, obviously, is a sack, right? The points per drive with a sack versus without a sack, the percentage of scoring drives with a sack versus without a sack is so huge. Like, sacks affect the game so much. I don't think I'm telling you guys anything you don't know. Uh, and just some numbers to back it up here. Um, and, and last year, if you went without a sack on an offensive drive, you averaged 2.29 points per drive. If you did take a sack, you averaged under a single point at 0.99. Percentage of scoring drives without a sack is at 41.7%. If you don't take a sack, you can score 41% of the time when you're on offense. Percentage of scoring drive with a sack drops 20%. To 21.9. So it's huge, obviously. But that's not the sack, the stat that I want to focus on with the Atlanta Falcons. The stat that I want to focus on is what I'll tell you here in a minute. First, a word from our friends at Coffee AM. Guys, you've heard me tell you about them before. Why? They're the best small batch roaster in America, and they're right here in Atlanta. Small uh, Coffee AM makes coffees from around the world. Expertly crafted, fair trade, organic trade, uh, Direct trade, blends, espressos, flavored coffees, gourmet teas, and more. You get the box in the mail, and I'm telling you, it's gonna the smell is just going to hit you right in the face. You know, And the coffees from around the world are fantastic. I've tried one from Kenya, Sumatra, a rainforest one. They are absolutely the freshest coffees you're going to get. Why? Because they're roasted and shipped on the same day or close to it. Coffee AM only roasts current crop and specialty grade coffee. They are the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today and take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on to get at checkout to get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. All right. One other stat that I'm very, very curious because you have a lot more control over this one necessarily than you do sacks right, is penalties. The two biggest penalties taken on the offensive side of the ball, obviously, are holding and false starts. This is a number here that was staggering to me uh, more than anything. If you look at the percentage of touchdown drives without a penalty versus with a penalty, um, and penalties happen more often than sacks do, teams may get on the high side, three or four sacks in a game, teams commit eight to 10 penalties a game. And not all of them are on the defensive side of the ball. So without a penalty on a drive last year, okay, you were able to score 24% of the time. You score a touchdown 24% of the time. With a penalty, that drops below 20% in the 19% range. To lose almost 5% is big on a simple five-yard false start penalty. Holding 10 yards, game changer, obviously. Now, percentages of punts. If you have a penalty on a drive, your punt percentage is at 40%. That's almost half the drives that you take. If you take a penalty, you're that likely to punt. Without, it drops down to 33%. I mean, these are stats that the Falcons can absolutely control. These are things that Arthur Smith as a coach, has a good measure of control over. You know, we always talk about discipline when it comes to penalties, right? We talk about teams that have a lot of penalties. Well, they're on discipline. Well, that's not always the case. 
If you talk about offensive penalties and false start penalties, that's a discipline issue. That's a get your head out of your fourth point of contact to pay attention to what's going on and know the situation. And even to a certain extent, holding penalties are controllable, right? They work on it in camp nonstop. If you, if you go out to Falcons practice, you, they work on holding and, and position for hands and everything else. You know, and look, there, there are actually a ton of holding calls that are missed. We see this in every NFL game we watch. They go to a replay, see some guy's jersey getting ripped across his body and no flag is thrown. So guys get away with holding as much as they get called for. That's, I think it's a pretty fair statement. But the point simply being here is that Arthur Smith as a coach has to create an environment of discipline and has to create an environment of you're not going to play if you're going to hold or you're going to drop off sides, period. Because that, to me, with a team that has less talent, with a team that has a lesser quarterback, with a team that doesn't really have any semblance of a consistent running game yet, the idea that a penalty could affect you that much for a punt versus a touchdown is staggering. And it's absolutely going to change the outcome of their season. Now, this is an offensive line that's completely unproven and last year was bad. So they're going to be held accountable to a lot. Um, But simply put, for these guys like Drew Dahlman and Ayafedi and everybody else who, who are fighting for spots, you know, you get called for a false start or holding during camp, chances are you're going to lose that job. Because I guarantee you Arthur Smith knows those stats and knows exactly how much they can affect the team uh, and their ability to score points or give the football back to the other team. Interesting stuff, I thought, to say the least. All right, coming up next, uh, there are people out there who actually believe Alex Anthopoulos did a great job at the trade deadline. I'll tell you who that is next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Be right back. Welcome back to A to Z. Final segment here on the show on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you check out all the shows right here on the Locked On Sports Network. This is A to Z. You have Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis and Tanisha Batiste. And, of course, our Braves postcast. Check it out tonight right after the Braves game as well. Locked on Falcons, Locked on Hawks, all of it right here. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. we got over 2,000 subscribers and growing. We appreciate the love and the support. And thank you guys for being part of Locked on Sports Atlanta. All right, before we get to Alex Anthopoulos, let's hand out a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom. You know how we do it every day. We love to hit somebody right upside the head and set them straight with a shovel of wisdom. You can do so as well on my Twitter account, at Mark Zeno. Just use the hashtag shovel of wisdom. And today my shovel goes to parents naming their babies. I always love this list when it comes out every year. Um, The most unpopular baby names, popular and unpopular baby names. I don't know why I'm fascinated by it, but I am. Um, You find out here that the 2022 unpopular names are here. And this is using data from uh, Baby Name UK and Google Trends for their research. And most experts revealed which names are the most unpopular this year. Uh, Topping the list on the girls' side, Angela, which has been declining since the 90s, apparently. And Kobe, um, sharing the moniker of a place in Japan. Also, you know, Bryant. Uh, Next on the girls' side were Kimberly, Alexa, Jeffrey, and Nigel. Yeah. Okay, that's that's one way to go about it. Uh, on the guy's side, 
Other names that were unpopular were Stuart, Chad, Gary, and Bill. And Ashton and Graham also made the list. Good. Sorry, Ashton Kutcher. Not a fan. All right? Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't... Those are the unpopular names. So if you have that name, you're unpopular. But particularly Chad is always funny to me. My stepson likes to call me a Chad all the time. I, 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 don't, I think it's an insult. It feels like an insult, but whatever. You know, kids these days. What do you want to do? All right. Uh, let's get to um, the trade deadlines. Um, and Jason Stark every year, uh, who's the best baseball writer out there for my money, um, says five things we learned at the trade deadline. And he went on in his column, to absolutely uh, applaud the Atlanta Braves. Let me give you the, the other five things, the other four things he says. He says, get ready for Otani Palooza, obviously. He said the Padres are the Yankees of winning the trade deadline after all they did this year. Uh, it's winning time in Seattle, uh, and a new postseason format shook things up, obviously. Well, you know, again, you have an extra team making the playoffs, so there were a lot more teams involved one way or another. But what they wrote about the Braves, that he said the Braves are becoming a behemoth. Um, and 40 and 15 since the start of June 1st, best record in baseball, um, and has the rookie of the year in either Michael Harris or Spencer Strider, one or the other. Um, but at the deadline, Rossi Iglesias, Jake Odorizzi, Robbie Grossman, and Erhi Adrianza, uh, all back uh, or all in a Braves uniform. But he said more than anything, um, that the Braves signing of Austin Riley to a 10 year, $212 million extension. He writes, quote, this little entry in the transactions column has been the talk of baseball, non-Juan Soto division, but not merely because it's the largest contract in Braves history, because now the Braves have locked up Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Ron Lacuna, and Albie Alves with four extensions that are way, emphasizing way below the potential market value. Again, Olson got eight years, $168 million through 2030. That counts a club option. Lacuna got eight years, $100 million through 2028. That includes two club options, and Albies got three years, thirty-five million through twenty twenty-seven, uh, and two club options. Somebody said it's their version of the core four. Now you may not know where the core four is, but I do because I'm a Yankee fan. The core four referring to the New York Yankees uh, and what they built with Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, Andy Pettit, and Jorge Posada, um, and and. I think that is high praise more than anything, just simply because when you get a cornerstone of players on a team like that, um, that really you can win a lot. Now, he says, look, they, they might not win as much as the Yankees did because the game is different now than it was when the Yankees were doing it. But um, this is how you build a window. And, oh, by the way, along with those core four, Still under con, still under team control. Kyle Wright, Max Fried for a little bit longer, but Kyle Wright, uh, Spencer Strider, Michael Harris. I mean, you just Alex Anthopoulos has built a machine here, uh, and one that Braves fans should be so happy with. Uh, again, the battery right now is printing money. Winning the World Series was absolutely the best thing. For Alex, and the thing that makes his job the most e the easiest right now is his ability to just be able to do this stuff. Now, when I say this stuff, you talk about in the neighborhood of saving, you know, huge money. And and Jason Stark sat down with NFL NFL and NHL execs um, talk about the Braves saving hundreds of millions of dollars 
You know, you're saving 30 million a year probably. Um, or 30 something million on the Austin Riley contract, saving a hundred million on Acuna. Um, comparatively speaking, you know, another 25, 30 million on Ozzy Albies. They wrote one of the one of the agents uh, said to Jason Stark that Acuna they stole, Albies even worse, and Riley they stole. I mean that you know that 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 is that's high praise for Alex Anthopoulos given uh, there is there is so much money being thrown around in baseball right now. You know he asked how did the team get the discounts. He says one of the executives I spoke to with the team told me others have done research on which franchises have the most success at signing players to under market deals. Leaders in the clubhouse until recently have been the Diamondbacks because of spring training and the Padres because San Diego, but now the Braves have joined that band. Quote, a lot of players play baseball. A lot of baseball players are from the Southeast and they all want to play for the Atlanta Braves. So I think that that's a, a good start for uh, Alex. But it really is remarkable what he's been able to do with this team uh, and this franchise and has set them up for such success. And Braves fans should be ecstatic about where this organization is how competitive they're going to be staying healthy, you know, given what they have going forward. I mean, every year the Braves are going to be one of the top two to five teams that are favored to win the World Series. And they should. Because what has been built here is nothing short of perfection. Like, I said it yesterday in the show. I would love to – I want GMs who are super aggressive to be rewarded. And Alex Anthopoulos is at the top of that list. You know, forget baseball. He might be one of the most aggressive GMs in all of professional sports. Uh, and he has, has done it the, the way he's needed to do it. And he hasn't done it, trust me, without constraint. Right? For the first couple of years here, he had his hands tied. The Braves were handing out three, and the, you know, two and three-year contracts to everybody until Alex got here. And they were doing that for the first year or two that he was here until he finally got them to take the training wheels off. And now we can hand out eight and ten-year deals at massive numbers and go out and win multiple World Series. All right, that'll do it for us today here on A to Z. I hope you guys have a wonderful Friday. We got football back coming up next week, full bore. Uh, we didn't even get to the uh, the football game last night as the uh, Raiders beat the Jaguars, but obviously we'll get into it next week. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for making A to Z your first listen. Make Hitting Hard with John Chuck your next listen right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Have a great weekend. Don't take the crap from anybody. See ya.